Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Welcome to Bounce Down. The Eagles take on the Kangaroos in the bottom of the table clash. Which team is worse off? Which team has the worst list? The loser of this contest will may just decide that and more. And to discuss that this week, it's Wayne and Dan. How are you going, boys? Yeah, good, thanks. Going well. Yep, good to be here. Um, before we get into the show, we've got to thank our sponsor, Tommy, at Plus Fitness, Subiaco, Hillary's and Journal Up. Get down there, tell him you're from Eagle Nation and he'll whip you into shape. Um, and he'll talk a lot of footy with you as well. Um, go to our Linktree page and you can get to any of our socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, and you can download any of the episodes from there from any of the podcast um Platforms that we're on, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on a hundred of them. So uh, go there and pick your favourite. Um, well, let's get into this game, boys. Eagles versus Kangaroo head to head. Twenty nine to the Eagles, twenty five wins to the Kangaroos. Last five, it's been North three wins, Eagles two wins, and last time they met was this year, round one, and the Roos won by five points. Probably our closest defeat for the year. Um, the biggest wins for the Eagles are 96 points in the elimination final back in 2012 for CB and Ruse beaten us by 10 goals at round 18 Princess Park. Um, how do we see this game going, boys? Because North Melbourne played St Kilda last week and up until the last seven minutes of the game, they were leading. They lost by eight points, 9-15 to 9 goal 7. Did you just watch that? Dan? Yeah, I watched the game. Oh, yeah, I think. Yeah, oh, sorry, I watched the game. Yeah, they were... Thought North were on top most of the day, but um, yeah, Saints. Uh, but Saints were hanging in there. But uh, I don't know how we're going to go this week. I mean, we've still got no Gov, no Barras, uh, lacking. top. I think it's the two worst teams in the comp at the moment, going head to head. So it's a matter who's going to win the midfield. What about you, Dan? Did you watch it? Yeah, um, yeah, I watched the game. I just felt like I don't know how Roos are doing it, and I don't think any of the sides tanking anymore. I don't. Um, but when Roos lose games like that, they should be winning. It does make you question them a bit because if things are doing like, uh, yeah, like was it Shields they subbed off and he was playing all right? You know, he had sixteen disposals. They bring you know Zebul in. It's not great form, but. They usually play him back, but they just chucked him forward and they didn't bring in someone with run. You know, they didn't use a fresh play with run. They just left him forward. So I was just like, they always just seem to find a way to lose Drews. But that said, they're not getting smashed like we are. Yeah. So it will, will be an interesting game. And it's funny, like a lot of comments, even though it's like 18th versus 17th, there's a very, like quite a lot of interest in this game, which you normally wouldn't get. Yeah, well, it's called the uh, Harley Reid Cup, so I don't know why, because uh, North would have to win by 200 points. I mean, lose by 200 points to go below us. Um, the ins for West Coast, the teams have just come out. Uh, in is uh, Luke Edwards, we're going to talk about pretty soon. Elliot Yo, he's been named, but will he play? Josh Rotham, Greg Clark, after 37 disposals, been put on the extended bench, and Callum Jamison out is Luke Shuey of the hamstring. And Sam Petresky Seaton was uh, out with suspension. Um, Xavier Neal has been on the extended bench. He was a sub. And for North Melbourne, Jai Simpkins in, Hugh Greenwood, uh, T 
Turner's in, and Robbie Hansen Jr., the boy that they picked up in the mid-season draft from Subiaco, who was, you know, pretty good mates with DeWar. He's going to be playing. Um, I think that's his. I think he's debuting, so he, he's a little live wire. So maybe they're doing it because he's at home. Um, and out is Luke Shields, as you just mentioned. Him, he's, he's out with a calf. And the sub, Zach, Jack Siebel, he was uh, in the sub, but he's been named on the extended bench. So there's your ins, boys. Um, not not a big surprise there, except for um, when you look at the Waffle team that we played last week um, and you looked at the possessions, Greg Clark, to me, I find him a bit stiff that he's not in the starting 22, and Luke Edwards is. What's your thoughts on that, Dan? Well, I'm actually very strong on this, and... Because I mentioned this, I don't want people to take it out of context where I'm not saying Luke Edwards isn't going to be a good player, that he doesn't have the ability to be a good player. I just don't understand why he's above so many other players in the pecking order. You had True that had 30 disposals and a goal. You've got uh, Clark, who's named on the bench, you know, so he might not make it or he might be sub, you know, because it's extended bench being a Sunday game. Why is he not? named on the field so we know he's going to play and play in the guts. I just feel, yeah, and as I said, I don't want this to be like, because I've mentioned a few times now that I don't rate Edwards or I don't like Edwards. That's not the case at all. I just think with this game, like how it, uh, Clark just isn't a walk-up start in this game just amazes me. Um, he had almost double the possessions Edwards did on the weekend. Yeah, look, I'm I'm dumbfounded, um, you know, and there must be a reason for it. They obviously rate Luke Edwards, and because he, he's, you know, Simmer does play his favourites, and he seems to be one of them. Um, it just it just mind boggles me that you know players can bust their ass in the waffle four to six weeks, like it's ain't true, and still not get picked. And you know, to me, you're basically the writings on the wall. If I'm saying true, I'm looking for a different club because I know I'm not going to be at West Coast. Isaiah Windy's come back. I'll be looking at West. I'm looking at a different club. Kellen Jamison's got another year, but he's been named on the bench. But just can't seem bursting his way in. And I'm just looking at the the injury. I mean, the interchange bench for North Melbourne. So their interchange bench extended one is Greenwood Goldstein. Todd, Todd Goldstein's not even in the starting lineup at the moment. As Christian Jerry Cherry is their ruckman. Uh, Hal Archer. That's uh. The uh, son of um, was was his name back in the nineties. Glenn Archer, Glenn Archer uh, Turner, Zebel, Harvey is another favourite son of the son, um, and Hanson Jr. As I said before, so it's going to be interesting. We um, got no Barras and no Gov. They said during the week that McGovern would probably play in. Once again, comes to the lineup. His name is nowhere to be found. So, and I've heard on a lot of podcasts. It's time for clubs just to be honest and, and name your 23 that are going to play and don't say they're going to be playing during the week. This is the team that's playing on, on the weekend. I just don't understand it. Um, I know there's little rules around the uh, players' union and stuff like that, but it's time to stop all the shit, you know. So McGovern's not playing, uh, Brasson's not playing. Who's going to play on Larky, boys? Oh, I, 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 I think, think oh, you go away, sorry. I say I think they're going to put. Um, it's time they threw uh, play, players to the wind, and I think they're going to put start Bazo on him. He's a, he's supposed to be our next uh, up and coming key position player or key defensive player, 
And um, so I, I think they need to give him first go. If they put Brady Hoff or someone back there, I tell you what, I'll crack the shits this week because it was a, I think it was embarrassment last week that they did that. And not embarrassment, I think it was a, I think it was a um, I think it was bad for the kid himself. You know, he's he's not a full back. He's not a full back against Charlie Perno anyway, and he's not a full back against Nick Larkey. So they've got to go that way. Or again, they've got to They've got to cut the chase and get, say, Jack Darling, mate, we need you down at fullback this week, or Oscar Allen, we need you at fullback to go on Larky because that's that's realistically who they've got, who who else are, who else they're going to play there. There's no one else there. Um, I'm just looking at their forward yeah. line, and they're not overly tall, so we're probably going to go. It's probably going to work for us this week that we've got no McGovern and no um Barras. So I'm just looking at their forward line: Stevenson, Tucker, Taylor. Curtis Phillips and Larky. Larky's probably the only tour, so it might work for us there, Dan. Yeah, well, I just think uh, Larky's going to kick a bag. Like, I, I love the fact we're getting these guys as the kids, but uh, Rotham's on the extended bench, if I'm correct. I think he'll come in, um, and I think he and Bazo will um, both play on Larky. You know what I mean? They'll alternate a bit. Interchange uh, there. And you, you're right, Wayne. As I said, I, I like getting experience in the kids, but God, Simo's copped it with that Hoff move on. Oh. You know, they're oh. like the, I think I'm in the 1% on that. I think 99, 100% on your side, Wayne, because that, that, through the media and podcast, God, they've been copying it. Um, Larky's a very good player. Larky's a very good player, so I expect him to dominate. Um, and I think that could actually be the difference of this game, sadly. Um, if it's lost, I think it's the fact that our key pillars just aren't there. Um, but if we are going to trade Barath in the future, well, we've got to get these games in the kids and throw them in the deep end and the wolf's yeah. den, you know what I mean, to give them the experience because, sadly, that's that's what they are. Like Wayne said, like Bazo, we're supposed to be our next full back. You know, Hoff, I think, is our new Shep. I think give up on the wing because he's just so talented down back. Um, but he's got to take the mid-size to the smalls, yeah. not so much the big. Um, but, yeah, it's funny you say, uh, is Christian Cherry playing yep. and Goldstein? Oh, you you said not at all, but they're both rucks, aren't they? So you would assume one would be doing the Jack Williams role for us where they, you know, pinch hit in the ruck and then rest forward. Rotham coming in is also very interesting because I wonder if – They'll drop a Jack Williams and Rotham will pinch hit in the ruck as he's done in the past. Well, is, um, but if that happens, they'll probably have to play him more forward. Well, this is my next question because I was looking at their extended bench and, you know, the gold scene's on it. So does he play to um, stretch our, our, our defence? Um, I don't know if he will play. So um, looking at our extended bench, boys, I'm going to name and you tell me the three that are going to miss out. So, to me, it's Yo, Petricelli, O'Neill, Bazo, Williams, Rotham, Clark, and Jamison. Now, to me, I think because Yo's been played on the bench, uh, named on the bench, that means he's not playing. Who's that, Yo? Yep. Yeah, I don't think Yo, I don't think Yo will be playing. I don't think because uh, you 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 start on the ground. Um, Petricelli, yes. This is just me, so I'll, I'll give you a chance in a second. So, to me, Yo out. Petricelli, yes. Bazo, yes. O'Neill, yes. And then Rotham. And then Clark's going to be your sub. So to me, there, yeah, Jack Williams is going to miss out and Jamison's going to miss out and Yo's going to miss out. So would you disagree on that, Dan? Yeah, well, yeah, you've just actually said the two. I think, Jack, but one would have to be sub, wouldn't they? So it'd be dropped through one sub? No, I, it's drop through. 
There's eight, so I've named five. So one of those is a sub. So yeah, uh, so I reckon Williams and Jamison will be out, and I think they might use Rotham as that pinch hitting ruck. Uh, Williams is getting better and better. That's uh, Bailey in the ruck, and he's rucking majority of the time. So it will be just a pinch hitter. And I think Yo, because I think they would put him in limited minutes in the waffle if there was a waffle game. So it wouldn't surprise me if they Yo is actually the sub just to get run in his legs, but then that's limited minutes for him, if you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, that's, that's what I would do. You would hope there's no early injury because then he's going to play a lot. But bring him on just one quarter, get some running to his legs, ease him into it, and then... You can come in the best twenty-two next week. What about you, Wayne? Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing. I mean, I, I, I thirsty would have thrown Clark straight into the middle. I would have thrown yeah. again, thrown the whoop because I mean that's where he's played his best footy at Subiaco in Waffle, and but he hasn't been given that opportunity. This was a perfect week to give him that opportunity this week after last week's effort. Um, but I, I, I agree with the five you said. I don't think Yale play. I don't think they'll play the two bigs. Um, but I, 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 I think Rothen might play. Now you mentioned him, I think he might be the other defender to go down there playing Larky. Now I think about it. So, and I, look, I hope I hope Bazo plays. I think he needs more time, and uh, he, he does need a bit more. Needs more muscle on him, but he needs to get a bit more go in him. But I think he's still a good answer to go down back there. The thing is with Bazo, he's had a, a a year he doesn't want to remember. Um, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> He was wasn't at the club for six or seven weeks, uh, limited preparation. So, you know, probably not a hundred percent. But like you said, he's got to bulk up next year, and I, I've got no doubt that he will. Um, and he's a player of the future. So, uh, yeah, look, you know, unfortunately, he hasn't had the greatest season. So, and but we saw glimpses of it last year. So, against North Melbourne, who knows? I guess we won't find out until Friday. So by the time half of you guys listen to this, you might know the full uh, team because we're doing this Thursday. Yeah, what do you want, Dan? What do you reckon? See, I'm not concerned at all, and I'll tell you why I'm not concerned, because Bazo can go to Plus Fitness Hillary's and speak to Big Pop Tom, mention Eagle Nation, and he'll get him all sorted over the preseason, and he'll bulk him up. So remember, that's Plus Fitness in Hillary's. Ask the Big Tom and mention Eagle Nation, and that he'll look after you. Yeah, well, most in all seriousness, that, that is what needs to happen. He, he, he's he got the talent because even his waffle games, he's already uh, modelling south on that more brass game where, yeah. yeah, you can intercept Mark, but you can also defend, you know, and Gov as well because that's who they're learning from. So I think a couple of weeks ago on the waffle, he had something like 20 disposals because he was that interceptor. So once he puts on that muscle and can actually go uh, toe-to-toe with these big defenders, the skill is there, but he needs to put on muscle, like Wayne said. That's definitely true. Um. You look at the uh, teams, and both teams aren't going in with great their, their best sides because let, let, let's go through uh, North Melbourne's injury list. Uh, uh, Griffin Logue, if he was uh, fit, he'd be playing. He's out with a knee. Um, Liam Shields, if he was fit, he'd be playing. Um, he did a calf last week. Uh, Jai Simpkins just been brought in. George Wardlaw, would have been good to see that young kid, but he just seems to get injuries quite a bit, so he's a bit like Chesser, so hopefully he gets over them in the next couple of years because he's going to be a great player. And the Zerha, Cameron Zerha, he's out for the rest of the year. It would have been good to see him. We go to our our injury list. McGovern was, yeah, yeah this is where I'm with Scapefield. One day they're saying he's fit, next day he's still not going to play. So he's still out. Uh, yo, we, we got a test. Jermaine Jones, he could play in the next two weeks. Shuey, 
They reckon he could have tried to play this week and might be playing next week. I find that I find that bullshit. So, um, and even just after listening to him on a six PR, the club's got to stop saying that he'll probably play next week when he's not gonna. Ruben Jimby, well, that was the interesting one. Um, on Monday night, he was running around flat out, um, and then he had surgery on his hamstring on the Tuesday. So um, I heard, you know, he couldn't do much more damage, and he probably could have played the season out, but because he's young, um, that's the way they're going. Kobe Bird, Virgil, where we haven't seen the best of him, so that's next year. Connor West next year, if he's still on the list. Um, Harry Edwards, um, well, you're not going to see him for the rest of the year. And the other boys, you're not going to see him for the rest of the year. Ryan, Nat Nui, Cully, Waterman. So it's different teams that, you know, both teams aren't at their best, probably missing the most through injuries, both teams. That's why they're 17th and 18th. But I think it's going to be closer than what people think. So, um what do you think, boys? The Eagles have a chance. Dan? Um, we, we've got a chance because it's 18 versus 17. Um, I'm, I'm very worried about, as far as I'm concerned, we have been so poor this year. We've been branded the worst team ever, you know, all these things and stats thrown up. At the end of the day, we need pick one. Whether we use it for Reed or we trade it, either way, that's a win. Yeah. And I know if we got two, we could pick a McKercher. You know what I mean? I realise that option's there. But I feel like I'm worried about actually winning games now. If a team has an off day and we just beat them, because don't worry about percentage. I'm talking about if we beat the Roos and then we've got four more games left. If Essendon have an off day, if Freo have an off day, and we get that extra win as well on top of it, suddenly we've gone through this disaster of a year that's – is the worst year in my memory, to be honest. It's definitely the Eagles' worst year. And then we don't come out of it with pick one. That would devastate me. But I want to see a competitive game. Ideally, I'd want to win this game and then not win another because, as you said, the percentage is so stark between the two. Yeah. But winning this game, I'll tell you what, I'll go in worried every other game we play that the team's not switched on and we get an extra win. And I feel that'll be just a horrible position for two things. And I'll just quickly say, there's going to be a compensation pick for McKay going. The AFL could boost that higher than it's supposed to be. If they get pick one, then they turn around and say, oh, he's pick one um, and two. And then suddenly they pick a make a pick for Walter, who is a key forward that's an academy Gold Coast player. Suddenly our pick goes to four. So after this horrible year, our first pick will be pick four. That's not guaranteed to happen, but could likely happen if we win too many games. So I don't actually want to win this game. And I know that's stark, but I'd rather lose this game and win finals in the future because we got better picks than win a game against North Melbourne in our horrible year and weaken our draft team and possibly theoretically end up with pick four after the horrid year. Well, when you look at it on a whole, before I get you to comment, Wayne, uh, if the Eagles do lose and they finish the season under the percentage they've got now, at the moment they are the, this is the second worst season ever on record for the VFL AFL uh, since um, records, uh, you know, from the 12-team competition. I'm not, I'm not going back to the post-war. And um, if they get under 47 uh, percent, it's going to be the worst season ever. So what you say there is true. You don't want to have one of the worst seasons and then uh, not even finish with, uh, you know, you get wooden spoon, who cares, but you don't even finish with uh, the first pick's going to be 
bit demoralising for fans and and the club itself. What about you, Wayne? You think we got a chance? Um, oh well, I just want us to be competitive, but I'm ruthless. I, I don't want us to win. I, I want that one number one pick. You've got to we've got to have that at the end of the year. I agree with Dan. No matter what, yeah. yeah whether we take Harley Reid or whether we trade that for there's so much there on offer you can trade for, but we've got to get it. I mean, I mean, I always want us to win, but at the moment, what's the point? Where you know, we're, we're, we're we've had a disastrous season. We're, we're better off just being competitive. We lose by a point, great. At least we've showed a bit more effort, and let's right. see the season get on with it for and get on for next year. So see what's going on at the end of the season. I've but, um, yeah. Well, I, I had well said, Rain. But let's hope for a draw. Let's be honest here, people. Well, like, that would be the honestly the best scenario. That means that we're tied on points. We could not then lose that number one pick. But yeah, a draw. It's like well, it's not a loss. <laughs> we get well, the two points. It's funny you say that, Dan, because if you look at the uh, match day, it's a dollar ninety each. No, no, it's just changed. So I was looking at this not not even three minutes ago. They were a dollar ninety each. And now North Melbourne are outright favourites. Oh, they're a dollar ninety at the line. That's right. So they're a dollar ninety at the line. So you know, it's a goal of the difference by the line. And it's funny that you said that. It, it could happen to be a draw. Um, but I was tipping West Coast, and when I saw the teams get announced, I quickly changed to North Melbourne. So you know, part of me wanted to win, but I just can't see how we win with that team in and. I don't know to you. Today there was a lot of speculation that there was a big meeting on and that, that the clubs come out and said it wasn't. Uh, what was the uh, outcome? It was a, a pre-booked luncheon with the corporate sponsors and all that with all everyone involved. So the media sort of went into a bit of a frenzy saying either Nisbet or Simo weren't going to be there. I'm going to ask you this one final time, each of you, because, Wayne, you haven't been here to be asked. Will Simo be at the club next year, Wayne? Uh, I, I believe he will be. Dan, you, you've always said he would be, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I think he would. I think strategically it's the best move. i um, not saying he'll last after that one year, but I think there's more positives from him staying one more year. So the new coach comes in and he's got a better draft hand. He has what we've done this draft. We'll probably have another horrid season next year. So then he has that next draft as well. And then there's the chess pieces for a new coach to come in and play and manoeuvre and train. Right now, realistically, and um, Barra mentioned this, um, Adrian Barra to next Eagle, if you read between the lines of what he actually said on his podcast, they've just quietly spoken to a lot of coaches, usually that are tied to the Eagles. No one wants to come here right now because they know it's going to get worse because the young talent, it's not all there yet. So they don't want to – people don't want to come here. So we're not going to get a great coach. And 12 months it could be a very different story because suddenly they may look at our list as a whole and think there's great players. Trevor Nisbet's, to me, the one that I think is in trouble. I, um, I agree totally. But my thing is – They've got to change the narrative around Simo then because they sit there and they go, Simo's the best person going forward. Now, stop saying that. Say, Simo, Simo's got a job. He's contracted for the next two years. But if he doesn't see, if he doesn't get the results, he will be, we'll have to look elsewhere. 
if he's a person that they reckon the way they're going now, he's the best for the rebuild, well, then you sign him for longer. So, you know, if you're going to back the coach, back him properly. So that's my the way I see it. I know they're not going to do it because the backlash from fans would be unbelievable because some don't want him there. So that's just my take on it. I, I, I think one of them is going to be gone by the end of next year. What about you, Wayne? Yep. Mate, I believe I, I, I believe he'll stay, but I believe the assistance is where the changes are going to be made. I, I don't see all those assistants being there next year. And um, I think uh, – and look, it, everyone talks about the midfield, but actually the midfield players haven't been going that bad. Kelly's been, had a good year. Sheed, okay year. Um, Hewitt's come along really well. Gibney, Jinby, Jinby's had a really – you know, he's a great – he's had a really good year. So – I think, you know, what does Luke Webster do? You know, who who's the who's who's the backline coach? Who's the forward coach? Um, I don't know who's who on any of the coaches, but I just don't foresee all the coaches surviving. They've got to make some change. They have to they have to make change. Well, I'm not gonna say it on the podcast, but they have spoken to another assistant coach that's never been tied to the Eagles in the last week. So that might come out in the next few weeks. Um, but I'll talk off air to you guys that before I say put anything on there. I've heard a few little different things there. No. Say it. Throw it out there, Wally. No, no, I'm not on the air. Yeah, I want to get confident. The, the Eagle Nation it's just <laughs> gossip now, but the Eagle Nation's listeners, they, they deserve to hear it. Well let's just say he's uh um, He's not at a WA club. Who do you club. think? He's not at a WA club. He's not a Victorian club. He's not at a Sydney club and he's not at a Queensland club. So it only leaves two other clubs. So um, there's not many assistant an coaches. Assistant? He's an assistant is, coach. Is it a Harvey? Pardon? Yeah. Who's Harvey? Oh, no, is Harvey at Collingwood or is Harvey at Adelaide? Yeah, it's not a bit. Oh, no, I got it. I know. Should I say it? I think I figured it. Is it Josh just, Carr? Josh Carr. Eagles fans, yeah. Eagles fans don't like him, but that, that's that's a bit of a word going around. I don't know if it's hundred percent, but I've been hearing it quite a bit. Um, there's a lot of players that have been asked and looked at as well, um, which will probably come out in the wash in the next few weeks. And you're probably going to hear a lot more on on social media. Some of it will stick, some of it won't. Um, but there is a few there that have been uh, approached. Um, like we said, um, it was his name, Tommy Barras. You know, the media is saying that it's more likely he's gone. Um, if so, um, it's going to leave a big hole there for the Eagles. But as you said, he's not probably not going to be there for the next premiership. So if we're in a serious rebuild, uh, you, 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 Dan, you said on the podcast thing last week what we could get for it. Um, and, Wayne, I know you're probably warming to the idea now, but it, if you go by our reports, it doesn't look like he's going to be there. No, I don't. It doesn't sound like it to me. And look, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. You have to if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. So um, because I don't, I think we need two decent. I mean, I've said look, I've said this for about three years that we've been short in our key defensive um, getting players. Uh, I think I'm, I've been very open that on TNG and everything because I think I could see things happening with Gov and I could see things happening with Tom. That we, if we didn't have some backup there, we were going to be in strife, and that, that's where it's ended up. So we definitely need uh, to get good key position defensive players coming up in the draft, and we need to get it now. Well, we've only got a few minutes left in our podcast because we're doing this via Zoom, guys, and next week we'll be in the studios. Dan, I think you've got a tinfoil hat for us, and Wayne, you've got a coach's corner. So uh, we've got a few minutes left. So, Dan, give us your tinfoil hat, mate. 
Oh, okay. Just wait. That's me putting the tinfoil hat on. Now, okay. let's cast our minds back just not that far, but a couple of weeks ago. There was a lot of talk about Reed uh, saying he does not want to come to the Eagles. That got shut down by his manager. Uh, I think it was Sam McClure that said it and he heard gossiping. Now, let's think about this. Why would that come out? Who would be talking about that? I would say Melbourne clubs that want Harley Reid would be putting that gossip out there. So let's say a Melbourne, maybe a Melbourne who's got two first-round draft picks this year. They could quite easily throw this rumour out there to deter Eagles from picking him. So why wouldn't they do that? Why wouldn't they gossip? Why wouldn't they make these things up? So I'll leave it at that, but it makes you think that this rumour probably doesn't have much substance at all, but Melbourne clubs like to throw it out there to deter interstate clubs from picking these players so they can get them themselves. So I take my tip four hat off now. It was a quick short one, but just some food for thought. Yeah, I reckon you're spot on 100% there. Um, and it's good that, that the young kids manager come out and squashed it in the end. So, and you know, like, like uh, and I know people don't like him, but Carol, Gary Lyon said, this good kid's only 17, 18, you know. Um, think about Bit, think about him instead of uh, thinking about uh, getting the best story out on Twitter quickly. All right, Wayne, coach's corner, mate. Oh, look, this, uh, this is more uh, as a coach's frustration for me. Um, the boundary throw-ins. This has been bugging me for a hell of a long time. How come boundary umpires cannot throw the ball in, you know, 20 to 30 metres like they should be? Um, and it's, it's bugged me that, for a long while that they keep throwing in so shallow and the field umpires do nothing about it, about holding it back. Um, and a classic example, it, it, it cost a game two weeks ago, Melbourne-Brisbane, the last throw-in, if you watched it carefully, the um, McDonald and Gorn were shoulder-to-shoulder refat throw-in. The guy throws in, barely threw it in over 10 metres, if that, and went shallow. Gorn's got an easy possession tapped that over to Brayshaw, who's kicked it long, and Melsham took that mark in the pack and and kicked a goal. But to me, that should have been called back and said, throw the bloody thing in properly. Otherwise, do what they do in the AFLW and walk in five metres, six metres, so it gets thrown into the middle of the ground. Because it, it, it's frustrating the crap out of me. This happens every week. It's not It's not just a game. As a coach, I would have been pissed at the end of that. If I, if I was Chris Fagan, I would have been pissed at the end of that game for that one reason, that one play that cost the game. Yeah, and look, it's time they started umpiring properly and doing it properly. It's happening quite a lot. Spot on, mate. It's something I've noticed as well. And, um, yeah, you, the easy fix is just what you said. Just walk five metres in and throw it in there so it yeah. gets that little bit more distance. Yeah, and, and another thing just to elaborate on that, I don't know if you noticed, the out-of-bounds deliberate is red hot at the moment. And I've been watching heaps of footy lately, and some of that out of bounds deliberate uh, just makes me oh, wonder sometimes. You know, um, it's weird. So, yeah, I've noticed all that, Wayne. And, um, yeah, I think it's frustration on fans Australia wide. Um, and, you know, yeah, you walk in for three metres, you don't have to walk in too far. You got to get there. But then again, some of these uh, Ruckman. They say they're not very brainy because sometimes if you're noticing it, you should be walking in. I noticed that Subiaco a couple of weeks ago, Bailey Williams is too far back, you know, and it was Ooh. happening all game. Yeah. So you, you got to notice it. You move back in, get front position. But anyway, um, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, it's the battle of the uh, wooden spoon this week. Let's hope that the Eagles uh, do 
do lose it, but only just by a little bit. Um, they're competitive. Let's hope it's a good game. And let's uh, let's basically lock in that number one pick because that's what it's all about this week. I don't care. It's not, not about anything else. It's about that number one pick. And, um, yep, then we can uh, all start talking about 2024 for the Eagles because we'll start doing that next week. Uh, thanks for joining us, Dan and Wayne. No worries. No worries. Go Eagles. Right, go Eagles. Coast sky, our will to win will never die.